Welcome to the podcast of the Asian American Podcasters Association with your hosts, Lee Weihara and Andrew Wong. Hi, I'm Lee. And I'm Andy. Welcome to another episode. Andy, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about that we're happy to be recording a new show because we've been busy MIA for yes, a little bit. Yes, yes. And so that's that's the nature of the beast, right? And but the thing is a lot has happened since the last episode, wouldn't you say? We were at the uh the AAPI festival down in Chinatown the last episode and you interviewed Rick Myers, right? That's the last time we were together recording. That's yep. right. <laughs> we promise we'll be better about this, y'all. Promise. <laughs> right, because consistency is important in podcasting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we are trying to show you what not to do. Exactly. This is, yes, just learn from us. <laughs> so in the meantime, I attended a workshop about podcasters' rights at Metro, the Metropolitan Library Council in, um, I guess, Hudson Yards area of New York City. And that was early. That was in the latter part of June. What were you doing at that time, Andy? I really don't remember. <laughs> you were learning about legal stuff yes. related to podcasting. Yes. And the big takeaway from that is, and we'll put it in the show notes, uh, the attendees, is basically you want to have a guest release. And you can do it as simply as uh, saying it verbally as you begin recording. For example, uh, could you, well, what I do is I say, could you please say your name, your full name and spell it for me and the date? And then they do that. And then I say, do you agree to, you're agreeing that you're appearing on this show and that I can edit it and format it as I need to in perpetuity. And the key word is in perpetuity. Hmm. That's good to know. Yes. And then, you know, that, that you can use uh, it for promotional purposes, for social media and that sort of thing. And you can really make, you can do your own, but those are just a couple of things that might help. And I'm a little... I don't know. What do you do, Andy? Well, I'm looking... Uh, I have a web page set up where not all of my guests use it, but many of my guests will book an interview time on this website, on this web page. And on that web page, I have a little blurb with an interview agreement. And when they book their meeting time, they're accepting the terms. But I do not have perpetuity in my language. So maybe that's something I need to add. I think so. And I asked them for you actually about the check boxes on the website. And they said these were a legal force. And they said, Yes, that that's fantastic and a great way to go. I'm actually surprised by that because this is something that I did. But I figured that if you ask a lawyer, my guess would was that they would say that it's okay to have the checkbox, but much more prefer preferable to have them sign a document. I mean, mm. I would imagine that well, that's stronger if you actually had a legal problem. Well, let me, as we're looking this up right now, let me look, uh, let me look it up. You may hear me typing. But so, Andy, here's my question. Do you have on your checkbox where they 
click on to to set up a time do you have a spot for them to say uh, or write their name or their initials yes i agree kind of a thing well my little blurb is just saying something to the extent that by participating in the interview with me they're agreeing to allow my podcast my company Oops. and me as an individual to record distribute and disseminate the podcast in any manner so it's very broad you also agree to allow the podcast to retain rights to the produced media for future, let's see, for potential future use in speeches, books, and in other public distribution. So it's it's basically saying I can do anything I want with it, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I just want to circle back for a moment and share the panelists for the workshop, Who Owns Your Content? A Look at Podcasters' Rights, which was again at the Metropolitan New York Library Council, and that was uh, earlier in June. It was uh, Amanda McLaughlin. She is creator of Multitude Podcast Collective and Consultancy, and Anne Kennedy McGuire, a legal partner at Leb and Leb LLP, or is that Loeb? Probably partner at Loeb and Loeb LLP, excuse me. And then Janine Percival Wright. She is the chief operating officer and chief legal officer at Simplecast. She was really, they were all very helpful. And then Molly Schwartz, a podcast producer and the co-lead on Preserve This Podcast. So those four ladies were sharing all about uh, podcaster rights and the thing that Janine uh, Wright from Simplecast was saying is that you just you really need to to have one. And as long as and she was the one who said that, yes, verbally, uh, when you record it, that counts and that that's a lot better than nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I think that when it comes to law, like there are different degrees of protection. So if you're going to ask for verbal permission, that's protecting you in a way. If I have a little checkbox on my like uh, scheduling process whereby it says I accept and agree to the interview agreement and the terms and conditions, there's basically like a drop down menu where they say, yes, I agree or no. And they <laughs> have to say, yes, I agree to book the interview. So that gives me some level of protection. And then, I think if I actually had a document where the guest signed it, that's the strongest. On the other hand, I don't want to make it very difficult that I have to send a potential guest like a DocuSign or something and it just becomes like cumbersome. So for me, I'm comfortable with the checkbox, with the assumption that 99.999% of the time I'm not going to have a problem. And then if there were at least I have the checkbox and I could say that, look, it, it says, and they agreed to it, um, and that should give me some level of protection. But hopefully I'll never have to realize <laughs> and test, like, to what degree <laughs> did it protect me? Exactly. Well, again, the ladies on this panel, w fully knowledgeable, and they said that those things, the verbal and the checkbox type form, counts so that's great that's, super that's great helpful. and so yeah yay so the thing is there was a post in another facebook group i was in recently and the question came up ah why do we need one and uh 
you do need one because you want to be able to own your content. You want to be able to format it, edit it, and promote it. And those things uh, you need permission for. And you also want to know that you own the content forever and that the guest can't come back and say, oh, well, I never agreed to that. So, Andy, what are your thoughts before we move on to the next topic? Well, I think that after this, one of my homework assignments will to will be to add perpetuity into my language. But yeah, I think to, to the listener, consider doing something, whether it's asking for permission verbally before you hit record, or actually not before you hit record, when you hit record, <laughs> um, or have something on the website where they're checking off a box. Because, yes. um, you know, I think today in this world of blogging and podcasting, generally people are understanding of how it works, but just in case you do want to protect yourself because you never know. Exactly. Did we have this conversation about off the record? Have I feel like that is something I wanted to talk about. Oh, have no, we... I don't think that we have. Okay, so I was at a media training and from the Asian American Journalist Association, and they have a meeting, a media training institute, which I highly recommend. And one of the things, as a former reporter, it was a fun conversation to open up, which is the whole topic of off the record. So the one thing that folks need to know is that off the record doesn't mean anything unless both parties agree. So let's say, Andy, I'm interviewing you and then you say, oh, but off the record, blah, blah, blah. Well, if I, the interviewer, did not agree to that, it's not off the record. So parameters have to be set up ahead of time when using the whole off the record and deep background and that sort of thing. <laughs> and that's an extremely interesting subject and topic because I think that most of us as podcasters don't consider ourselves as journalists first and foremost so I don't even think about that like if someone said off the record I'd be like what are you talking about even though I kind of I mean I know from tv but like <laughs> okay. it would it would sort of surprise me like I'd be I'd be surprised by that comment because I'd feel like wait a minute I'm not a journalist but the reality is when you, you have are. your mic and you have an audience and you're disseminating it out via your RSS feed, you are a journalist, just not in a traditional sense. Right. And that's where the podcast release form comes into play. <laughs> See how we went full circle with that? Yeah, that's super good to know. Um, I mean, another subject, and I don't know if you want to talk about this today, is should you copyright your podcast name i mean another legal another legal thought copyright it or trademark uh, it, trademark or it. both right I, I think you know what here's my take on that and again i'm not a lawyer andy you're not a lawyer right i'm the furthest <laughs> thing from a lawyer i don't even want right. to ask a lawyer for <laughs> advice in fear that they're gonna send me a bill right <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, you know how you say which, off the record i'm like yes. this is not billable right Okay, here's my question. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I I can't even remember what I was going to say. What were we talking about? We were talking about trademarking your podcast. Yes. Name. So my quick thought on this uh, issue is if you know for sure 
you know what you would want your show name to be, you should look up. I, in fact, I gave uh, a talk about this and we're going to talk about what we've done over the summer in the next episode. So I'll save that. But I will mention that you want to check to see if your name is already taken before you apply for a trademark. But my overall opinion on it is, yes, trademark it. And I'll tell you why in the next episode. So you're going to have to tune in to the next episode. Ooh, a teaser. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So what else uh, do we need to cover in this episode, Andy? Uh, I think that we can do a really quick recap of the impact calls that have taken place in the past couple of months, even though we won't go into great detail. Right. Good point. And the first one is with June Han. He's one of our members. And his impact call for April, yes, is growing your audience and interview best practices. That was a really enjoyable, well, they're all enjoyable, but so informative. I love the fact that our guests come on and they're so knowledgeable. Yeah. And I should mention that June Han as you remember, if you don't, uh, either from being in the Facebook community or from listening to past podcast episodes, he was like representing Asian American podcasters, giving out buttons and being an ambassador uh, for for the group. Uh, but June is a serial entrepreneur and he runs awesomeguests.com. Awesomeguests.com. What is that, Andy? Uh, that is a website that matches guests and hosts. Um, so it's a resource for podcasters or those who want to get onto podcasts. So a pretty interesting place. Nice. That's true. You know what? Uh, full disclosure, I signed up. He had a special deal at the end of the, the impact call. So I went ahead and did that. I figure, you know what? It might come in handy at some point. I, I'm pretty good about finding my own guests, but hey, you never know. Yeah. June is a super busy guy as a like founder of several companies, I think a couple of nonprofits. But if you get the opportunity to invite June as a guest onto your podcast, um, consider that. And I know as busy as June is, he, he, he really honors the um, Asian American podcaster community. And I think that he, he makes exceptions and really tries his hardest to um you know to 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 guest on on our shows exactly and one of the big takeaways from the impact call with june and we we might make a blog post about it so that you can get the details but essentially he said you know do your research know what show that you're know the show that you're appearing on know how the host operates essentially and he gave a very good rundown between the two of us he's <laughs> he was very uh, on point when he said you know with for example my show you it's get in and get out if you're gonna pontificate and <laughs> go on and on it's probably not going to be a good episode because my show is uh, most episodes are are shorter than 30 minutes how about you andy yeah i remember that like in in very short order, he was like, oh, on Lee's show, I have to provide some practical information that's actionable. And with Andy's show, I am uh, talking about money and having like this positive message. And he was spot on in, <laughs> in his uh, 
assessment of both of our shows. And in, in our host styles, I guess you could say. <laughs> right. And that's the key. If you're going to be on somebody else's podcast to do a little bit of homework, it doesn't require a tremendous amount, but it's like, go listen to an episode, see what it's all about, because you want to be, if you want to be the best guest that you can be, you want to figure out how can you add value to that audience. And by having some context and knowledge of what the show is all about, um, you know, that preparation goes a long way. Exactly. And piggybacking off of that is when I work with someone or when I try to develop a working relationship regarding podcasting, if the person who is actually the vendor does not listen to my show, I don't want to do business with them. And I'm not saying subscribe, but I, for example, was reaching out to a so-called social media expert because I'm really behind on that. So if anybody listening would like to freelance and help me with that, please <laughs> contact me. But the person had all these ideas and I said, well, have you listened to my show? And, and there was like, uh, uh, hemming and hawing and the thing is you don't come to a business call without being prepared and so that also not only doing your research uh, as for being a guest or a host I guess is to also when you're conducting business so for example so social media or maybe you need a virtual assistant because they need to know it's a way my whole point is this is also a way for podcasters to vet people they may potentially work with, whether those folks have taken the time to listen to the podcast. And as podcasters, we all know that it's like compliments will get you far. And when someone yes. meets you and says, I have listened to your show, that is like a huge compliment. But the thing about June's impact call subject and how to be a better guest, ultimately, it's all about trying to get yourself in front of more podcast listeners, which ultimately can help you grow your own audience. I mean, I think it's one of the most effective ways to market your show and market yourself because you're getting in front of an audience of already podcast listeners. You're not trying to convince them why podcasts are fun to listen to. They know already. Exactly. So thank you, June. Thank you so much. That about wraps up this episode, doesn't it, Andy? I think we went really long. <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I'm beside is myself. Is this six episodes? <laughs> this is episode seven. No, I meant is this six six episodes oh. <laughs> work, worth? We could just break it into like different segments. <laughs> yes, we could. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time to share your day with us. We know you could be listening to so many other things. If you have great news, great accomplishments, or even ones that, that may be minor but that you feel great about, please do email us at info at aapodcasters.com so we can share your great news on the show. And please do follow us at AA podcasters. Andy, any other closing words before we say goodbye? Uh, that is perfect. I think that was a fine call to action. Um, they always say that you should only give one call to action. So I will leave it at that. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. And that was my dog. I'll say goodbye again. <laughs>
I think you should leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, everybody.